Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bel Air Season 2, Episode 9, Just Like Old Times, is over, but we are just getting started here on Bel Air Post Show Recap. It's me, Chappelle, and I'm here back to discuss the penultimate episode of Season 2 of Bel Air on Peacock. And with me, per usual, the Connor to my Carlton? I don't know, Puya. It doesn't really work like that. Uh, everybody, Look, Will Puya. and Jazz are right there, bro. I, mean, I, can't I feel like we we've already them. done that one before. You know, I feel like it's old. You, you want to be Hillary was- and Ivy? Yeah, we're Hillary and Ivy or Hillary and Ashley, you know, or something like that. You know, um, Lamarcus and friends, you know, I don't know. But uh, Puyo, welcome back. Thank you, man. I can't believe we're on the penultimate. I can't believe this finale is literally right around the corner. And just like that, we're done season two of Bel Air. It's wild. Mm-hmm. And we already know that season three has been picked up. And so there's more Bel Air to come. Um, hopefully they don't make us wait until 2024 for that. But judging by the release schedule so far, I, I think we might have to wait almost a year for the for this to come back. Puya. Listen, if it's going to hit and the episodes are going to be strong, I can't be mad at it because if they rush it and then it's not as good, that's obviously an L. But here's hoping Peacock put the pressure on him and said, hey, listen, you're you're out here being like our number one show. Do faster. We need more. We need more quick. I hope, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, because this waiting until what February of every year to talk about this show or March of every year to talk about this show, it's getting old for me because one, the show is good. And so I don't really want to wait that long for it. But also, Puya, 
I mean, this is the show we podcast about together. So, I mean, it's like I only get to talk to you once a year. And don't get me wrong. We talk a lot throughout the year. But this is kind of like our baby, you know? It is our baby. And, you know, I guess we could have another baby. But (laughs) are we going to have another baby like Bel Air? I don't know. Yeah, we might have to think about it. Um, you, 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 and I were talking off air about potentially you starting another podcast venture that we you probably should have hopped in on earlier. So maybe if we see something new coming out, that we can uh, try to you know talk to the people in charge of post show recaps and see if they'll let us have another spin at this because I mean, Puya, this has been so much fun. I mean, I like the show, but I definitely like talking to you about it more. The feeling's mutual, man. We and and you know we're a fun damn team. Okay, we're a fun team with none of the beef. I, I guess we have beef, but we got beef. It's not as deep a beef as as the Carlton versus Will or the Ivy versus Hillary or the Lamarcus versus Jazz. Oh my God, there's a lot of beef on this show. So <laughs> much beef, uh, man. You skipped Drew versus Carlton versus Will, Erica versus Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv versus the Neiman Fellowship, like you know, like I'm there's... waiting for Jackie versus Lisa. That has to happen at some point. Yes, uh, Doc versus Uncle Phil, Jeffrey what? versus Doc. Uh, you know, it's a lot going on here. All of us versus Doc. <laughs> yeah, we gotta jump them. We gotta jump them. Um, but yeah, on this most recent episode, uh, we saw some of our predictions come true. Some of them were a little off, and some of them still left to be resolved. So uh, we have to get into all of that in just a moment. But Puya, before we get started, what did you think about this penultimate episode overall? I think it set it up real nice for the finale to be juicy, which, you know, obviously, if you want your finale to be really good, you can't give away a lot in the penultimate. And I kind of felt like that. They moved some plot points, which upon reflecting and looking at it a second time, I definitely saw. But my initial reaction was I felt kind of underwhelmed. But then ultimately now putting it in perspective, finale is the next one. We can give you everything and we'll answer some of your questions, which they did. I'm not mad at it. It was all right. Yeah, the stakes were a lot higher in season one. We had, you know, Will potentially getting murdered in the first episode. Um, Will going to jail in the first episode. And then by the end, we saw his dad show up. Uncle Phil was about to, you know, be exposed uh, for using his Uncle Phil superpowers to get Will out of trouble. Um, And we see some of that in this episode as well um but yeah these these feel like uh medium stakes not not completely just like out of control like the first season was um so i'm very excited to talk about it as well so puya we just need to take a quick break for some advertisements and then we will be back to discuss the episode right after this Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so the episode starts with the family having a roundtable discussion about uh, Doc and his involvement with the Zenith hype players. We found out last episode that Doc has been taking bribes to steer these players in certain directions, so he makes money for doing people a favor and sending the players their way. Apparently, there was some business partner named Lorenzo who had a fallen out with Doc, and now he wants to be the whistleblower and shut this whole operation down. So... Lorenzo has been going around telling all the players what's been going on. And that's why Brian, the veteran basketball player that we saw uh, last episode, quit the squad because, Mm -hmm. you know, he saw that it was it was some dirty stuff going on. Um, And they put their faith in Doc to do the right thing. Right. And so obviously Doc is a little crooked. And this is very disappointing to someone like Will, because Will put a lot of faith in into his partnership with Doc. He even went out on the limb for him, you know basically going to bat for him against uncle Phil several times to make this happen. Um, but uncle Phil decides that will should address things on his own. You know, uh, doc and will have a bond. Will obviously puts a lot of stock into doc and he feels strongly about this. And uncle Phil has been trying to take a step back from controlling will's life and making those decisions for him. Uh, and Puya, I love this because there's a moment where Jeffrey kind of looks like, you know, don't you want to step in here, Phil? And uh, Uncle Phil's like, nope, I got, I'll let Will handle it. And Jeffrey's face is kind of like, well, I don't know about all that. Like, it could be me. <laughs> so um, I had a feeling if this was Jeffrey's kid, uh, he would not be willing to let him handle this on his own, Puyo. No, I think Jeffrey would have said, listen, he took a, he took one against our family. No, 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 no. We're going to take him down. But this kind of goes back to what Uncle Phil has been trying to do with Will, which is give him space and you know, kind of treat him as an adult a little bit more potentially. Uh, and, and this definitely goes hand in hand into it. I like that he did this. I like that he did this because ultimately, if you think about it, worst case scenario, Will can't get anything going. He'll still come to Uncle Phil to do something. So he'll get his shot if he needs to. Yeah, and so Will plans on going to Doc uh, to talk about that a little bit later on. Um We'll get back to the Will storyline because it's a little bit uh, deeper. But let's just talk about something. No, actually, yeah, let's do. Let's just talk about Will a little bit longer because okay. there's. I want to leave uh, the Carlton drama just a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, so Will went to the team first, right, and he tries to tell them that what Doc is doing is wrong and all this other stuff. But the team really doesn't care. Uh, this is their big break. A lot of these people are coming from uh, situations that are not uh, very similar to Will's situation. Like Will has the billionaire bank's bankroll, uh, you know, kind of keeping him afloat. If he doesn't have a basketball scholarship, it's not out of the question that Uncle Phil could just pay for Will to go to a good school. So for Will, this isn't that big of a deal. But for these players, they're like, I mean, Doc might be doing some crooked stuff, but as long as I make it to the league, I think I'll be all right. And I honestly don't blame them. No, I mean, think of it this way. If you wanted to buy tickets for a concert and you don't have access to them 
and someone provides you two tickets, but they're making you pay double the price. If you really, you're like, you know what? doesn't matter. I know it's, I'm getting ripped off, but also I want to go to this concert. Right. And I mm. think for them, I think this was a big and good reminder that for a lot of these players, this is their only avenue to ball. This is their only road to potentially the NBA or, you know, college for, uh, basketball, then NBA. This is the only road they can take. Will has more roads just automatically with being a part of this, but then also the Founders Award could get him a good scholarship. But also mm -hmm. if all that fails, like you said, the, the billionaire bank's bankroll, the triple B of this universe, the yeah. big baller brand here, mm -hmm. um, could get him to the NBA as well or could get him to the ball as well. So other people aren't afforded as much privilege as Will does in this instance. And I don't think Will had really thought about that. No, he hadn't, but this is really bothering him. Um, and I'm assuming his speech uh, makes its rounds because Doc does find out eventually. And he approaches Will about Will's concerns uh, with what's been going on. And he tells Will that he didn't really lie to him. In fact, this kind of stuff has been going on in college sports for years. And Doc is not wrong, but Will says he was proud to call Doc his coach. He thought Doc was similar to him. They come from similar backgrounds. People overlook them for where they come from. They, they, and Will kind of wanted to be like Doc, you know, somebody who can handle the business side, but also still not lose that street uh, aspect of themselves. And so Will is giving Doc the look of just, I mean, complete disappointment. I feel like Doc just felt so small in that moment. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely was nothing but disappointment from Will's side. And, I mean, what is he going to do? There's nothing Doc can do in that moment to change that, and there's nothing Will uh, Doc can do to change Will's feelings, so... Mm, yeah and uh doc does have a plan but we'll talk about that a little bit later um carlton though is at school and it turns out that no one has seen connor he's mispracticed and we know that the last time carlton saw connor they were at their white folks trap house and <laughs> since then carlton has been blowing up connor's phone but he's getting no response puya Last podcast, you and I discussed where is Connor, and you suggested that maybe, just maybe, Connor was buried somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so when this happened, I, I thought you were onto something for a Dude, second. Dude, they had us in the first half. I was so ready. <laughs> I was mentally prepared to come onto this podcast with a robe and a crown and say, "Look at me, <laughs> king of predictions." Because I genuinely thought, oh, my God, I was right. Oh, my God, he's gone. This is a story. Mm, he's not gone. Yeah, not quite. Not quite yet. Um, Drew and Lisa passed by Carlton in the hallway as he's texting Connor again, trying to find him. And Drew could not wait to tell Lisa that Carlton had been hanging out with that shady white boy Connor again. Lisa doesn't want to believe it, but it is very suspicious that Drew said that he saw him. Um this Lisa and Drew thing, Puya, it's very interesting because I pointed out before, a lot of the things that Drew is saying is correct. You know, like the idea that Carlton was using the the uh, BSU to get ahead in life, the idea that, you know, that Carlton should be admonished for using the N-word and in, in, in mixed company and allowing them to use the N-word as well. You know, those things, Drew was making valid points. But at some point, Puya, this is crossing over into just mega haterville. Like, I feel like this is a dirty Mac overall. Oh, yeah. I don't listen. The thing is, with the BSU stuff, we've been on the same page as Drew. But 
after that, and we were on the same page of, yeah, what Carlton did in the locker room was, was no bueno. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that, the way he's using this information to get to where he is, I hate. I know he knows that if Lisa knew what he's doing, she'd say no. So he's being shady. And all, the thing is, though, I can't shake it. Like, I still want to hang out with, with Drew. I would love yeah. to go play bowling with Drew. Mm-hmm. Specifically, only bowling. Let's go bowl, Drew. Yeah. Let's. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing him in the boxing ring. I don't think he can handle me. Uh, if I see Carlton, <laughs> Carlton roughed him up pretty good. I was like, I think I could take him. But, if Carlton roughs you up. <laughs> yeah, look, Carlton is jacked. We've seen this before. Carlton didn't broke. Didn't he break Connor's arm or something like that uh, on the rugby field? Well, um, it's he, Connor. He almost killed uh, Will. He beat up Drew. Carlton uh, is no, no slouch out here. Carlton you know? is lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Oh, he pushed someone who can't swim into the water. Yeah, that that'll nearly drown him. <laughs> um, Connor, I guess, like nah. I mean, they're both athletes, right? They're they're both doing what was it, uh, lacrosse? So yeah, maybe they're both athletes. Lacrosse, yeah. Uh, Carlton is not scrawny. You're not yeah. wrong. Carlton is even in the original Bel Air. Uh, uh, sorry, Fresh Prince. Alfonso Ribeiro is not a scrawny guy. He is jacked, short, mm-hmm. but muscular. So yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, don't sleep on your boy. Carlton might have something going on here for himself. But the issue is that Drew is just making himself so punchable because he's being such an asshole about all of this. He's using, like you said, this information to kind of get at Lisa, which, again, it's a dirty Mac, but seeing that his his uh, opponent is Carlton and Carlton, Carlton kind of sucks half the time, it's like, I'm inclined to take Carlton's side because we see everything and that we are looking at this from a point of view of we are like with the Banks's family. Yeah, it's but- the story bias that's got us on Carlton's side. But if this was the the Drew story, we'd be hating on Carlton. Make no mistake. A hundred percent. So Lisa talks to Will about Carlton later on and she's trying to get Will to talk to Carlton. We know Will isn't really feeling the Carlton thing right now, so he's reluctant. But he does have Carlton's back about one thing. He reveals to Lisa that it was Will who told Carlton that Drew was, you know, the one leaking that Bobby Smurda video. And while Lisa doesn't seem ready to believe it, she does look like she's starting to come around that Captain Lightskin Drew could be moving funny behind the scenes. Uh, the problem here is that Will says is if it comes down to Drew versus Carlton, he's going to have Carlton's back. But in this case, Puya, Drew, again, isn't wrong. Carlton and Connor have linked back up, and Carlton is definitely back on drugs. Yeah, I think that the key difference here is that the reason why she was not buying what Carlton was selling is because if you look at where she was seeing this from, Carlton clearly maybe wanted to rekindle things, be more than friends. She put let it down, said no. And now that her and Drew are getting close, Carlton's coming in with this information seems a little too convenient. But when Will's bringing it up, the person who you wanted to rekindle things with who said, ah, let's take a break. Uh, you can believe that, okay, he has no reason to feed me BS because he doesn't have a alternative plan here or agenda. Mm-hmm. The Now, the Drew stuff with Connor, I don't think she's going to... She doesn't... I don't think she's going to think he's lying. If anything, given the pacing of this episode, I think a lot of people are going to know that Carlton's lying by the end of the finale if I have anything to think about. So yeah. that's fine because even if she doesn't believe Drew now... That'll the truth will come out on that part. 
Yeah, you're probably right about that. And also, I wonder if because Lisa has this fondness for Will that she just can't shake, Will could probably tell her anything. You know, it's one of those things where if you like somebody, then they could just feed you whatever kind of BS and you'll kind of just eat it because you don't know, you know, like, oh, this person, you're so smitten with them that you can't even see past the BS. Um, Right. Yeah, and so when Will says things, she's like, well, I guess you have a point. All right, Lisa, stand up. (laughs) So... (laughs) So Carlton tries to get in touch with Connor again, but he's unsuccessful until he gets home and sees Connor sitting there with Aunt Viv and Connor's mom. And Aunt Viv has the intention of getting down to what really happened when Carlton lost his car at Jeffrey's suggestion. Jeffrey is on Carlton's ass, Puya. (laughs) And And I I love love it. it. I I love it. it so much. It's so good. This is vintage Jeffrey for me. Yeah, for sure. But the issue here is that, I, again, we know the whole story. We see everything. Was it just me or was this Carlton live and this Connor live? These were bad lies, right? Yeah. Again, we we've gone through this extensively. We've been the, we were in high school. We we had to answer to our parents, and we did lies. Some of my lies were god awful. These were mm-hmm. very bad. Uh, these I would not would not fall for these at all. Yeah, especially when they're not on the same page. See, that's the issue here. Sketchy. It's so sketchy because Connor comes in saying, oh, yeah, Carlton and I got robbed and they stole my dad's uh, Patek Philippe watch. But then when Carlton starts telling his story, he's like, no, actually, Connor, I don't remember it like that. I remember us drinking beers and then we went our separate ways and then I got disoriented and I left my car and I got lost and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I promise it's the truth. And so at this point, I'm thinking these stories don't line up and Viv isn't going to go for this. But boy, I'm shocked to see that Connor just out of nowhere takes Carlton's side and covers for him. What's his angle, dude? What is his motivation? Something he's going to ask for something from Carlton. And this was the first step to it. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you think he's about to make a play for something, but what do you think that could be? Do you think, I, honestly, I don't even know what it could be. Maybe the Founders Award thing? I, I really don't know. Mm, I don't think so. Okay, actually, I think, mm, okay. I think Carlton's going to have a bad finale, okay? I just do. Yeah. There is no shot Carlton's going to have a good finale. And I think a lot of it can be explained by just looking at the family dynamics right now. And the fact that uncle Phil is so wrapped up in the will side of things and is not paying attention to his own son. And, you know, he's off the meds, he's doing the drugs. So I feel like Connor is going to end up having Carlton hold the bag. They're going to get caught with the stuff. But Carlton's going to be in possession of it, or Carlton's going to be ho- literally going down for holding the bag. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I don't know, because eventually we do see Connor tell Carlton that the reason he covers for him is just because Aunt Viv is a lot scarier than Carl- uh, than Connor's mom. And to that, I'd probably say, yeah, probably. Um but yeah, I feel like there has to be something else there. So maybe you're right. Maybe this is something that Connor hopes will pay off later on. It's um, an but- I owe you owe me one, right? It's like, okay, yeah. my mom clearly bought what I because his lie was even worse. Oh, you oh, were yeah. with that girl? Mm-hmm. You yes. went to that that whore Sydney's house. <laughs> that's all it took. And she laid yeah. off completely. Mm-hmm. Or he- 
maybe mm-hmm. all of this was okay well i got out of it now because of sydney okay okay i'll take blame for this one because he also connor doesn't have anybody at school right i mean again this is no joke this it just got leaked to the entire school that connor was saying the <laughs> the n-word very liberally with no apology in his tone and the whole mm-hmm. school knows so maybe he's ostracized maybe he doesn't have a lot of people to turn to right now i mean he carlton's like one of the few for all we yeah know. that's a good point neither one of these people have any friends right carlton doesn't have any friends i mean he his closest friend was will and that's gone he another close friend lisa he ruined that um he was friends with connor they're not even really cool but after the n-word thing i'm pretty sure the whole school is trying to distance themselves from both of these people so yeah, I guess it's just one of those things where they have to have each other's back because nobody else does. Because you're not wrong. Um, Connor corroborates this whole story with Carlton and even throws in that part about going to Sydney's house and his mom doesn't approve of it. And these lies are bad, but it was seemingly good enough for Aunt Viv and Connor's mom to just lay off. But Will, who is in the house at that time, he sees both Connor and Carlton and he can tell that something's up. So he goes to confront Carlton about hanging out with Connor and Carlton starts to deflect and starts bringing up Will's whole basketball thing with Zenith and Doc and telling Will he's projecting his negativity onto him. And it's something about the delivery that finally makes the light bulb go off in Will's head. And he's like, are you on coke again? You must be on drugs. And I, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. He's like, yeah, I hear you, but I think you high. You be high. And so... um. Will, yeah, Will's upset. And so he starts rifling through Carlton's stuff, looking for some sign of, you know, the coke that Carlton has obviously been doing. Um, But before he gets to the stash, Carlton stops him and assures him that he's not on drugs. But Puya, the damage is done. Will doesn't believe him. And he has no reason to. I feel like you know what happens when him and Connor link up. You just know. You know who he is when he's linked up with Connor. And I think in his mind... It's almost like he was hearing what Carlton was saying, and then he thought, oh, my God, I'm back in season one again. I know exactly what you're doing. (laughs) We've had Mm. this dance before. And, I mean, ultimately, you know, these lies can work on your mom who is busy, who has her a whole job going on right now and does so many other things. But one of your own peers, your cousin, who goes to the same school as you, who knows the dynamics, who knows that – Oh, you may not have any friends, and and oh, you're dealing with this hardship with Lisa. Oh, you have this feud thing with Drew. Yeah, you need to take the edge off. The only person you're taking the edge off with is Connor. You had this weird bender thing where your car went missing. Yeah, none of this tells me that, oh, I had a couple beers. This is more than that. I know this. You know this. But also, Carlton, boldface lies to his face, and I loved Will's delivery of his next line here. Daggers to the heart of Carlton. Yeah, he's just like, uh, you're only hurting yourself. And it's like, ooh, well, <laughs> he's not wrong. Um, but yeah, you make good points here. Aunt Viv is very occupied with her own career choices that she's making right now. She also has Erica snooping around, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uncle Phil is dealing with his career issues and Will as well. Um, so both of them are kind of distracted, but Will who spends probably the most time with Carlton. I mean, obviously, they go to the same school. He's a little bit more tapped in. And so he can tell that something's up. And, you know, I'm happy that Will doesn't believe him because 
we're two seasons in Puya, and we're still talking about Carlton on drugs. So I'm really hoping that eventually they find out or somebody airs this out or they get him some help because he goes to find Connor down the street later on. Uh, and he's hiding from Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv is watching him like a hawk now, so he has to go way down the street to meet up with Connor, and um, he thanks Connor for covering for him. So this is when Connor tells Carlton what really happened, and no, uh, Connor was not murdered and buried. Uh, they just <laughs> went to the beach, as I suspected. Um, and so they, what happened was they took Carlton's car for a burger run that eventually led to him going to the beach where uh, Connor lost his phone and his dad's watch. And when the car ran out of gas, they, they left it um, because they were all high. And so this is a, the true story. It actually still kind of sounds like a lie, even though like, yeah. you know, we know it's true, <laughs> but do you think that Connor is being straight up? Do you think that's all they did? I mean, if they found the car and his belongings and everything, then yes, but I guess kids are pretty stupid and do stupid things, but in no world as a kid would I have ever thought, all right, our friend's asleep. Cool. Swipe his keys. All right, let's go. Burgers. Actually, I would do everything up until eating the burger. I would eat the burger because I'm hungry. I would like mm-hmm. some food. That'll satisfy. Well, hell, we'll bring him a burger back too. Uh, maybe some fries for the... Okay, I'm hungry, clearly. I need to stop talking about this. Um, yeah. Okay. But then going to the beach. Cool. I just do not believe for a second you abandoned this kid's car. And just left it. Go, oh, no gas? Not my problem. Bye. Not an issue. They were zooted out of their minds. These people were high as a kite. And so I, d- I don't put it past them just because I know they weren't in their right minds. But it, I mean, knowing that these people are untrustworthy, it does feel like they could potentially be lying. I just, I think this is probably what it was. And it just sounds crazy because they were doing crazy stuff. So Carlton now says that that, of course, can't happen again because the family is watching him very closely. So Connor thinks this is Carlton saying he wants to chill on doing the drugs and stuff. But Carlton just wants to be sneakier. Puya, I was hoping <laughs> Secret Agent Jeffrey would just pop up out of nowhere and be like, gotcha, bitch. Uh, I know. <laughs> where was he? I just I wanted it to be like it pans out to the bushes and then all mm-hmm. you hear is <laughs> kissing the teeth. Carl, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey walks out of the bush like, what are you doing? Get in the car. We're <laughs> Get leaving. In the car. Yeah, but no, it looks like Carlton is getting away with this. He's decided to be even sneakier because he determined to do this coke. He ain't gonna let nothing, he's not gonna let this go yet. Um, and this might be a mix of a bunch of things, right? We know Carlton struggles with anxiety and he's off his meds. We also know that he doesn't have any friends right now except Connor. Uh, he's a little depressed. He, you know, doesn't have a love interest. He thought he had Lisa, he thought he had Yasmin, he has neither of those things. Um uh, the family is looking at him kind of crazy. He's been embarrassing himself with this whole car situation. Uh, I think, yeah, I think he's kind of dependent on the Coke now. I think so. It's it's helping him cope with all the pain you just highlighted and also potentially just giving him a snooze button on the realities that he's not happy with at the moment. Yep. And that smooth snooze button will probably last into next episode. And I'm definitely curious to see if it leaks over into season three, because I'm so tired of talking about Carlton being on Coke. Uh, I don't know if they send a guy to rehab or what, but this isn't working out for me. Um, but Puya, we'll have to talk about what's going on with the rest of the Banks family after a word from our sponsors right after this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uncle Phil looks over the acquisition agreement his firm has in front of them, and he hates this deal. So Uncle Phil, we know, left the firm. And when he left the firm, some of the big accounts left with him so he left and then they decided they didn't want to be involved anymore and so the firm is getting acquired by another firm um and so they're looking over this deal and uncle phil's like uh i don't like this you're about to fire half our staff and then you might start making decisions for the firm that we wouldn't make taking cases that we wouldn't uh take and i'm just not okay with it and so the rest of the partners they're kind of come to terms with this they're like uncle phil you know this is all we got. Like we're getting acquired, baby. That's that's the name of the game here, and it's kind of your fault. But Uncle Phil's <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to stand for this. And the whole time, we was like, but th- this is your fault. You know that, right? Like, like come on, this is definitely a hundred thousand percent your fault. Um, but he's taking this so personally that he says. I'm gonna take it upon myself to go get this Garrison account because that's the account that they need to save the firm pool. Yeah, he was on a mission determined that hey, no matter what, this is going to come this account is going to come back to this company. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to deliver. To which to me again, obviously the is he going to is he going to leave? Is he not going to leave? Not clear. But he was on a mission to get this account back. I feel like Uncle Phil is the type of person if he says something, it has to happen no matter how, no matter when. And because he said he was going to do it, by God, is he going to do it? Yeah, and uh, he's going to do it all right. Uh, but it's going to it's going to come at the expense of uh, some little, some wheeling and dealing that we'll see later on, um, because he doesn't want this firm to dismantle uh, the legacy that him and his buddies built. Uh, and um, so he tells him, you know, James, tell them all I said f off, and uh, James doesn't. And, and and it's good that he does it because Uncle Phil's uh, plan later on counts on him having a working relationship with this firm. Um, but we'll see that, <laughs> like I said, later on. Uh, in the meantime, Erica comes to the crib, which is weird because of the history that Erica has with Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil. But she says she has to drop off some flowers in person. And, and she jokes that she really wanted to just see the big ass house. Aunt Viv says she has Instagrammed Erica, uh, Instagram stalked Erica too. So, you know, they've both been looking into each other's lives and Erica ends up apologizing to Aunt Viv for how things went in the past. Now, Puya, is there any world where Erica was not coming to see how Aunt Viv was living and instead was coming to see how Uncle Phil was living? Yeah, let's let's not forget that the two of them are connected. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, is, is Phil here? No, well, I came to see you anyway. Like, yeah, that's I- all I did. 
I brought flowers. Aren't you happy? <laughs> you know, uh, I love Aunt Viv doesn't take her foot off the gas. The whole time she's like, yeah, girl, you could have sent, you could have door dashed them. You know, you didn't have to do that. Um, but Erica does go out of her way to make an apology. Um, and so Aunt Viv accepts this apology, right? So she's, you know, she's trying to open up and warm up to Erica a little bit because of course they were sorority sisters and good friends at one time. So Erica gets a tour of the house and even comments that the hot tub has her name on it. And Puya, this woman can't be trusted. When she said the hot tub has her name on it, I started to think that she has her eye on the hot tub with Uncle Phil. Like everything she says, I think with Uncle Phil in mind, maybe I'm tripping. Um, yeah, I do not trust her at all. I feel like the more and more she was talking, the, especially this episode, I, I thought, okay, we had Reed Broderick last season. She is our Reed Broderick this season. Yeah, it's very clear that she has ulterior motives. But in this moment, I think she's really faking it pretty well. So she tells uh, Aunt Viv that she doesn't have a lot of lady friends. You know, she's gotten so caught up in her career and a couple failed marriages that uh you know she never had time to really connect uh with uh, the women in her life like how vivian and joan have uh connected um you know since college and so um because she's been so career focused she does have a lot of insight into that and if viv could use some insight right now because she's going through some career transitions of her own um because we know Aunt Viv has been putting her career on the back burner for years, and now she's struggling to figure out what her next is gonna, uh, next move is gonna be. And so she does end up asking Erica for that advice. And um, <laughs> Aunt Viv explains to Erica that she's been offered this job with the Neiman Fellowship, but she would risk taking a job from another black woman, and she doesn't know how she feels about that. And Erica's advice is, well, for me, Puya, this advice felt coded. Did you feel the same way I felt when you heard it? Can you repeat what the advice was? Okay, so in 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 short, Erica says, you know, um, obviously this woman wasn't handling her business, so you know that's why there's an opening for you, and you need to start looking out for yourself. Now, yeah. when I heard this, <laughs> it sounded like Erica was talking about her own playbook because she tells Viv if. This woman was handling her business and Aunt Viv wouldn't have a wouldn't be in a position to steal her job. And it kind of sounds like how Erica slipped in and stole Uncle Phil, you know, and Viv and Uncle Phil were on a break. And now all of a sudden, Erica's like, well, if you're not handling your business. Here I am. And so I was hearing it. And again, I don't trust this woman. So I already right. was like, I think you being shady. Like, I think I think you kind of telling on yourself in a way, too. But maybe I'm tripping. The self-report energy was real there. I do yeah. think I do think it's it's one of those moments where it's just a funny coincidence that mm. the advice you're giving is the advice you used against the same person you're giving it to before. So yeah. it was funny to me, if anything. I don't believe in this being a coincidence for you. In my mind, this woman was telling on herself because Aunt Viv doesn't pick up on what I picked up on, but she does sound like she's taking the advice to prioritize herself. And this is right when Uncle Phil and Jeffrey walk in and it's hella awkward. Um, Uncle Phil's face is priceless, but Jeffrey's face is even better. He looks like he's (laughs) like torn between being awkward and dying laughing. Yeah, I was in stitches. When they walked in, it was everything I needed. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
So later on, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv toast to baby steps because Aunt Viv is starting to open up to Erica and taking this advice from her. And she's now considering taking that demon fellowship position. Um, and now that Aunt Viv has talked to Erica, she seems like she's at peace with the idea of Uncle Phil taking this offer at Erica's firm. But Aunt Viv says she is going to keep her eye on Erica. So with Aunt Viv's blessing, Uncle Phil goes to meet with Erica to potentially join her firm. And Erica mentions to him that she went uh, she went to smooth over things with Aunt Viv so that Uncle Phil would have the space to make a clear-headed decision. Puya, I'm telling you, this was a scam from the beginning. But is it going to work? I don't hmm. think so. I don't oh, know. Oh, God, I hope not. I think it's more I hope not than I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any reason to... Okay, I was going to say, we don't have any reason to believe that Uncle Phil would be, like, you know, unfaithful. But, you know, maybe even just the suggestion that Erica could be moving in would be enough to cause a rift. Because we know that Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil, they, you know, they are a loving married couple, but they have their disagreements as well. And I think this could be one of them. Because it's definitely, like, this betrayal sat with Aunt Viv for a very long time. So... Uncle Phil has some requests as well about joining Erica's firm, and he brings up the Garrison account. He wants it. He says, I'll, I'll join, but I need all access to that account, and Erica is happy to oblige. The two of them hug, and this hug, Puya, again, it's suggestive, like, suggestive to say the least. I mean, like, mm. there was like a little neck rub in there. I've, Puya, I've been hugged like that before. I have too, and and the hug doesn't doesn't just, like, stop hmm yeah and then there was this whisper i don't even know what the hell she said but i don't i don't like it did you uh it was something to the effect of like this is gonna be so good i was like yeah yeah <laughs> hold on i was at home closing my cardigan like excuse me Damn. <laughs> <laughs> jazz music starts playing like right like oh, calm down, Erica. Dude. um this is a woman on a mission puya i think so i've been trying to not think of it that way the whole time uh but even if that's not the case, the show definitely wants us to think it is. And honestly, I'm not worried because mm. if Uncle Phil does this to Aunt Viv a second time, and this time while they're not on a break, mm-hmm. he's trash. And it's going to be mess. And I don't want that's not fun mess. Divorce isn't fun. Separation's not fun. These kids got other shit to deal with. They don't have to go through old divorce as well. Um, and by kids, I mean us. Um, not yeah, not the me. kids on the show. Let's let's be mm-hmm. real. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I think that one of the like hallmarks of the Fresh Prince the, uh, series the first time was that this was a nuclear family, a black nuclear family that had mm-hmm. money, and you just didn't see that on television a lot, right? And so to break that up here uh, for us of infidelity. I would have a real issue with the showrunners. Now, you know, in the past, we've switched up showrunners twice now, and so I'd be calling for the switch up again for the third time if that <laughs> were to happen. Um, but Erica's influence is still being felt elsewhere because Aunt Viv does end up calling an Neiman Fellowship, and she accepts the job. Um, so Uncle Phil ends up going to his partner, James, and telling him that the acquisition is going to go in their direction now because he has secured the Garrison account. But Uncle Phil got the account at the expense of leaving the firm himself. So James is not happy about this. He says there's no deal. There's no firm without Uncle Phil. He's the face of the firm, and James is not comfortable running it without him. 
But James did run the firm without Phil, and Uncle Phil thinks that James can handle it, and this is his time to step up and to be in charge. So this move is now official, Puya. Uh, Uncle Phil now works for Erica's firm. So I think we might be seeing a lot more of Erica in the future. Oh, yeah. She's definitely set up to be a big play in season three, I feel like. Also, Uncle Phil, I love this excuse of, "Mm, I wanted to hang out, but my parents said no. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to stay, but part of the condition now is that I have to go work there. Uh, I, and also, I absolutely love that they were like, well, we can't do this without you. There's no company without like, Oh, so are you admitting that you ran it poorly when he was gone? Because that's what it sounds like to me, that you're like, we can't do this without you. Yeah, it's like Uncle Phil forgets that when he left, the people left because he left, you know? And so for him to be like, yeah, I got you back, but I'm still leaving. It's like, Uncle Phil, what's stopping this from happening again, you know? Um, So it feels like he kind of cares about the future of the firm. Also, a little bit. I don't know how how legal stuff works, lawyer stuff works. Can you just pass a client to another firm and be like, all right, so uh, we've given you up to these th- this group now. Enjoy. Is that a thing they can do? Is that a thing that just happens? I don't know about that. I do, but I do think that uh, whoever that firm, uh, I'm sorry, that client was, had a lot of trust in Uncle Phil, and so Uncle Phil, you know, can get the Garrison account back because it's Uncle Phil. You know, like he got some superpowers, but I don't think typically that this is something that probably happens like uncle phil goes steals a <laughs> steals a client gives it to his old firm and then leaves that that firm as well um it just seems a little odd to me but you know yeah. who knows I, I didn't go to law school <laughs> if i'm back in uncle phil as this firm uh as this account and then uncle phil says no 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 you need to go here i was like okay i'll follow you where you say uncle phil i'll go here and then Uncle Phil's like, all right, but I'm not staying. I'm going to go, go here. Yeah. yeah, it's like, wait, <laughs> so you're taking us from where we were, where you're going, and put us here where you're not going? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But, hey, I don't know this stuff. So if any of you listening can explain this, let us know. Or if you can explain stuff like this and it still doesn't make sense, just let us know so I know that I'm not tripping. Right, yeah, just let us know up, uh, up front that <laughs> this is not something y'all want to get into. It's like, okay, cool, that's fair. Um, yeah. Because it does sound a little off, and I do find it hella convenient that Uncle Phil still gets what he wants in this situation <laughs> with his leading that firm. He's now tried to leave them twice, Puya. So uh, he he sounds like he really cares, but I don't know. His actions not really reflecting that, for me at least. Um, So... That's the end of that storyline for the most part. Um, but one of the more fun storylines this episode uh, is the Hillary storyline. Um, Ivy, Hillary, and the influencers are throwing a pool party. I'm sorry, a football party. So this is like a like a makeshift football game against Lamarcus and his crew um, as this main attraction. As you know, as influencers, they're going to record it. There's probably going to be pictures and stuff, and you know, lives and all kinds of stuff. And so Hillary keeps telling her friends that Lamarcus and her are just friends, but there's some cheek kissing going around and he's still giving her the bedroom eyes. So everyone's starting to question how true that is. Lamarcus tells her that he's not trying to do anything nice for her just to get her back unless it's working, Puya, in which case mm-hmm. that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. He can say whatever he wants. We know and Will knows exactly what Lamarcus is doing out here. Yeah, he's not even really trying to hide it that much. So Hillary goes to confide in 
Ivy that today is Jazz's meet and greet at his record store and that this is something that Hillary and Jazz worked on together so she feels bad about missing it. Ivy tells her to focus on, on her future because Jazz is the past. Now, Puya, you and I speculated that Ivy could be thrown in the mix with this Jazz and Hillary drama, but it doesn't look like that will be happening or oh. do you think there's still time you know, to ramp yes. this up a bit in this last episode? Yes. Listen, mm. this is a tale as old as time. You're in a yeah. group of friends and you and your friend's partner, you know, you, you might have been flirting at one point before and maybe you still feel each other a little bit, but you, you're not going to do anything because that's your friend. You're not going to mess with your friend's like person. That's not okay. But when they break up, mm-hmm. you're like, hmm, so you don't really want to get back with them. Huh? You're not really feeling them anymore like that. Okay. Okay. Good so, to know. Yeah. So he's available exactly and we've already seen them feel each other above four so mm-hmm. to me this is a two-part setup setup part one is seeing ivy give this advice of that's old news go for the new look at this look at the look at the chiseled man in front look at this guy <laughs> look at this this athlete look yeah. at him you know th- th- jazz he's old news he's old news like the records he's selling yeah, this is a whole iPod right here. Go talk to actually, that's outdated now, too. Because yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> the MP3, y'all, no, uh, <laughs> but you make a good point. It does sound like Ivy is trying to get Hillary to move on, but that could definitely be so that Ivy can move on as well, move on to jazz, right? So if she says, Hillary, you go be with LaMarcus, then Hillary can't even complain because now you didn't win and join have a whole other relationship, so you really can't even be salty about. Uh, Ivy and Jazz potentially hooking up, but I feel like exes are off limits, Puya, or at least they should be. I agree. I feel like there's definitely specific circumstances that end up happening. Um, you know, especially depending on the length of the relationship. Sometimes I've, I've definitely been in friend groups where there's been two people that are exes, but then one of their friends starts dating the other one, and it's like, yeah, we just didn't mesh at all. We went on two dates, it's calm, it's fine. But if it's like a six-month-plus relationship, it can get a little complicated for sure. But I think ultimately the conversation is what you need because I think that it depends on the people, the parties involved. Uh, I will say if Ivy goes for jazz without saying anything, that is kind of shady. But also, I don't know, was it not shady for Hillary to sign up H2, uh, take H2 Ivy's money away to sign up with the the spiked uh, drinks? That she, oh, yeah. saw, that she brought in. So this Ooh. is the friendship they have. <laughs> see, see, you know how we say we don't like the, the drama of like divorce and stuff like that, separations and ruining this happy home. This is the kind of drama I do like, you know, um, potentially Ivy going after Hillary's man as a way to get back to back at her for the whole H2 IV uh, spiked lemonade, uh, you know, uh, backstab <laughs> that Hillary. Pulled. Oh, yeah. See, this is the good stuff. This is the stuff you see on TV. I don't want heartbreak and and a long and happy marriage to be broken. That makes me sad. I will always be here for creator drama, for influencer drama, for Twitter drama, Twitch drama. I yeah. will always take a front row seat and watch that and have a good time with it. So Yeah. There's a direct correlation between pettiness and my entertainment level when it comes yes. to some of this stuff. And uh, <laughs> this, if that's what Ivy is doing here, then uh, yeah, I'm all in. So uh, Ashley is there as well. And she's working as Hillary's uh, personal assistant because 
Uh, she likes helping Hillary, but she also really wants to meet this fifth member of Hillary's squad, a TikTok influencer named Sloan James, who has a whole heap of followers. Who yeah, is Sloan James a real person? Um, I'd have to look it up because I, yeah. I didn't recognize the name at all. You know, um, Bel Air will definitely like slide random people in that like from real life, right? Um, they've been doing it with some of the musical acts, and we'll see one later on. Uh, so I was like, I don't know if this is a real person or not. Uh, I'm old, so I don't really do the TikTok. Um, but I trust I trust Ashley's judgment. Um, but oh yeah, so Lamarcus and his team eventually show up, and. Hillary does tell him that she doesn't want him to think that she's using him and that she's superficial, but he says it's all good. And the two of them should just have a good time while they're playing this football game. And Hillary might find that hard today because she's still battling with the idea of contacting jazz. The other issue here is that Sloan, who I think is made up is not coming. And now Hillary squad needs a fifth member. Cause it's supposed to be five on five football. Luckily, she has a personal assistant named Ashley who can fill in. So when the game starts, everyone is having fun and LaMarcus and Hillary are getting hella close. This influencer thing is working out pretty good, but Puya, LaMarcus and Hillary are getting all their best moments caught on camera. Like they're, they're hugging. There's a lot of grabbing, a lot of, you know, cheek kisses and stuff like that. Bedroom eyes, as I said earlier. This can't be good for whatever she is considering could still happen with Jazz because these photos are going to get out. Yeah, I just, I feel like this is one of those things where if you are looking at your phone all night and you're like trying to maybe muster up the courage to text Jazz, I don't know how good a, oh, it's it's a fake game of football, but oh, it's touch football and, and LaMarcus be touching, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not just like, oh, I touched, you must drop the ball. This is like full on lifting her in the air. After the play is over, we're on third down, Lamarcus. Put down the other player, put down the opponent. Yes, um, it's one of those situations like, um, this is the guy that she told you not to worry about, and this is you. Like, Jazz is somewhere thinking, oh, okay, yeah, Hillary told me that Lamarcus isn't a thing, yet here we are looking at these photos of her and Lamarcus looking amazing while playing football and getting all these likes and stuff on Instagram while he's doing a smaller rollout at his own place that probably is not as buzzing as hers. And he has to eventually watch and see that very person that she told him not to worry about um, that maybe he should actually be worried. Um, So, you know, I I just don't think things are going in in, in Jazz's uh, direction right now. but his party does seem like it's going well, despite Hillary not being there. He has some influencers of his own there, and we get the cameo from Cali Hip Hop Group, uh, Coast Contra. And so Hillary sees all of this because she's stalking his Instagram page. Ashley gives Hillary some advice and tells her that Jazz is sending up the bat signal to get Hillary's attention. And I feel like <laughs> Ashley is right. You know, uh, Jazz don't even do social media, but now all of a sudden he want to be an influencer. Okay. Um, so... Good advice from Ashley, but Hillary reminds Ashley not to get so caught up in trying to save the world that she forgets to have fun. And the show just gave us that for nothing, right? Because yeah, we've never got the impression that Ashley doesn't have fun because she believes in social issues. But I think they ran out of scenes to do with Ashley again. Did we discuss the fact that Ashley was then brought on to be the fifth member? 
I mean, yeah, she's end up she ends up having to 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 fill in for this Sloan Jane person. Which is ridiculous for a game of football. <laughs> hey, it's touch football. They just need a fifth person, blah, blah, blah. Um, she has to have fun, Puya. Remember, like she's so caught up in trying to save the world. She's I feel like that's not a storyline. That is not a storyline. Yes, Ashley <laughs> cares about social issues, but we haven't seen Ashley you know, at home saying, mom, I really want to go to the party, but I got to, you know, uh, go protest or, you know, uh, I keep missing out on all the fun stuff because I want to recycle. You know, that's not a storyline that's ever been brought up until this moment. No, I, you know, again, we said this uh, in season one, uh, season two fooled us in the beginning, but Ashley getting non-tent here, no content for Ashley two (laughs) seasons in a row, I feel like. Yep, pretty much. So um, Will ends up showing up to Jazz's party and he sees Jazz is checking the door. You know, uh, even though Will is there and he sees Jazz is hosting his party, he can tell that Jazz is hoping that Hillary will walk in at any minute. But instead of Hillary, they see Jackie who comes in and she is ready to go get some alone time with Will up in Jazz's bedroom. So they head upstairs and start with a hug, but it's clear that Will has other things on his mind. He he, he could get physical here, but he really wants to know more information about this Zenith uh, situation with Doc. But Jackie goes ahead and puts a stop to that because she says that can wait. She's been trying to get physical with him for a very long time, and um, she's not waiting any longer for you. No, the tonight's the night when two becomes one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere the Spice Girls just like flinched. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who who said that? So, yeah. So, these two things are happening. Well, we're presented to uh, these two things simultaneously, right? So, Will is uh, and Jackie are getting intimate. And then LaMarcus and Hillary are talking at their event uh, about how he just point blanks and tells her just, you know, he wants her. He wants her bad. And she could take as much time as he wants. Uh, as she wants, but he's gonna get her. Like you, you, you go, you go handle your business. But I'll be here when you get back. And he watches Hillary leave him standing there, and you can tell he's admiring the view. It's one of those uh, I hate to see her go, but I love to watch her leave moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so while that's going on, Will and Jackie are finally talking. You know that after they they got busy, but they finally sit down and talk about the doc situation, and she agrees to tell him everything. He wants to know. And she does admit that uh, she knew about the Doc situation and mentioned that Doc just wanted Uncle Phil's help. Now, this is the first we're hearing of this. But if you think back to the early stages of this Doc Will Phil uh, drama, you and I speculated that this was about Uncle Phil a little bit because, you know, we saw that Doc took a real interest in Will and uh, his whole story with Uncle Phil saving him from going to jail. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And ultimately, we were right. Because that was the big thing, right? Was that first episode where we got introduced to Doc. And I don't remember, was it Doc's... uh, Who was the guy that was showing... That was talking to Doc about the will. And they found the article and stuff. And they had done the research. Okay, Uncle Phil is the play here. Because what's the teen from from Philly going to be to you? Right. The ticket to Uncle Phil. Exactly. Because we're like, Doc doesn't benefit from Will because of the money. You know, it seems like he's very well off making a ton of money off of these people and these NIL deals. Uh, We know Uncle Phil got a decent deal. Um, Yeah, Uncle Phil, like, made that contract more beneficial to them. So it was like, the money's not the thing here. 
they're mm-hmm. not the ones getting squeezed. I mean, they're still getting money squeezed out of them, but he's getting money squeezed out from a lot of kids here. So that's not like Will's not the golden ticket. Yeah, for that. Phil is. And yeah. um, this was Doc's plan all along. And Will has a hard time believing that Jackie wasn't in on the scam from the beginning. Way back when, I did question if Jackie was in on this. And she seems like she knew about it, but she also was not like participating actively in it. You know, I don't, I don't know if she's guilty as Will thinks she is. <laughs> I don't think she is. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those, um, she kind of was an accessory to it. She didn't stop it, but she also, that's her uncle. You know, who could blame her for helping her uncle out? when it's something so big because later on we find out what the magnitude of this actually is yeah i just think it's one of those situations where he's your uncle mm-hmm. you kind of know what your uncle's business is and how he goes about it you did not and i do think in the beginning when they met at that at the ballpark it did feel a little bit like set up it did feel like she was there to schmooze him a little bit I don't mm-hmm. think anything past that was for Uncle, uh, for Doc. It was for Will. I don't think, I think the feelings there were authentic because if if she was in the scamming business, the minute he signs on the dotted line, it's over. I can move on to schmoozing the next dude. She wouldn't be hanging out with this guy. Yeah, she caught feelings, if nothing else. And so it does feel like she is um, being pretty genuine, but Will still is going to have some trust issues when it comes to her. Classic Will. Yeah, classic Will. Um, Hillary, who has now left LaMarcus, heads over to Jazz's party. But when she got there, uh, he seems preoccupied dancing with the other women. Now, this would have been real drama if (laughs) Ivy was in there. Yes. Uh, But it was just some random other women that, you know, they were partying. And this was, I guess this hurt Hillary's feelings. I don't really know because... Y'all, y'all are broken up. Like, what does she expect Jazz to be doing? Sitting in the corner crying or something? Yeah, she's like, where's the Drake? Why are you not playing yeah. Drake right now? Um, Shout out to Davey, who did tag us on this video on Instagram. And was mm-hmm. like, you two know something I don't. Because, hey, this was the prediction, right? That we've been seeing these weird shots of Jazz just dancing with women. It's mm-hmm. going to happen again. Now, it was half prediction because I thought Ivy would be dancing there, too. Ivy was not because Ivy was obviously at this uh, their influencer event thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't understand what she expects. And I honestly also feel like you were just, again, we've watched you and LaMarcus do a little too. You They're know, just hold- friends, Puya. Stop it. He was holding her at third down. If anything, it's a 10-yard <laughs> penalty. Like... <laughs> Yeah, um, she she kind of tripped in here, I, but I guess her feelings are hurt, right? She showed I mean, up thinking she's gonna make a bridge here, and she just didn't have an opening. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Even if even if she's going in with the mentality of you know fair game, everything's fair game. I don't think it's easy to see that, right? Mm. It's still not going to be easy to see your ex dancing up on somebody like you. She's not fully over him, and I think that we definitely see that in the next scene where uh, she isn't over him but tries to find a solution to that feeling that she was having watching him uh, dance with some other people. Yeah, and uh, this is unfortunate because Jazz is still checking the door for Hillary. He just he just missed her. So, you know, they narrowly caught each other, and this could have been a completely different situation, but that ain't what happened. So Hillary 
uh, feeling a little uh, a little down on herself because of that moment. Uh, what do they say? The best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else or something like that. I don't know the saying. Don't uh, act like you 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 created that saying. Okay? <laughs> Stop this. Listen. Anyway, uh, Hillary goes <laughs> to her friend Lamarcus, and uh, yeah, he ends up carrying her to the hot tub that he keeps mentioning. So. I think that we have an official, the the Jazz and Hillary thing is officially broken up. We have LaMarcus and Hillary now. They're they're at least uh, physical again. They might be a thing moving forward. And this will probably be bad for Jazz because we know that Jazz hasn't moved on. He's still checking the door for Hillary. Um, so his feelings probably will be hurt once he finds out that the person that she told him not to worry about is actually the person that she should have been he should have been worried about. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Jazz was mm-hmm. so worried about LaMarcus and why is he here? Da, 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 da. Hillary had nothing but the purest of intentions. And even up until this moment going to the record store, I think she was she could have potentially gone to show support and then maybe try and like rekindle. But once she saw Jazz dancing with other, you know, people smiling, looking happy, she thought, why am I being miserable and lo- sitting there looking at my text like this? screw him i'm gonna do me now i'm gonna go be full happy and we've kind of come full circle now lamarcus is in the picture uh and then jazz and ivy are gonna be together you're, and then you're we're sure gonna of be... this i'm you know i'm not a hundred percent sure but i feel like that's where we're gonna go i feel like ivy needs a bigger storyline i feel like she was seemingly someone who was going to be a big deal on the show and it's kind of been in the background of like three episodes this season her and jazz being together is i think where we're gonna end up heading with this and i think that would be a good shout to have ivy be more prevalent on the show until of course what i really want happens happens and that is jazz and hillary get back together and ivy and lamarcus drive into the sunset and we don't see them again Whew. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, but you're, you're right. They brought in Karuji Tran, who is, uh, a big deal. And so to bring her in and then just like leave her in the background, hanging out, it feels like, yeah, they are, uh, not utilizing her to their fullest potential. So there could be more of this drama to be seen moving forward. And we might get some of that in this final episode coming up. But this episode here ends with Uncle Phil and Jeffrey going to confront Doc Doc tells them the whole story about how all this drama started. So Doc, um, he keeps his players in the dark, number one, about this so they can have plausible deniability. But according to Doc, uh, he and Lorenzo were partners and they had been doing the typical college basketball hustling, you know, schools uh, sending money to make sure that they get top recruits, things that have been done since the beginning of time. But Lorenzo got to doing the same type of stuff with street dudes and doc wasn't down for it. He's like, we can scam the white man, but we can't scam our own people. So, um, just the colleges, you know? So doc shuts it down and then Lorenzo starts threatening to expose him. And this is bad because if doc goes down, all the players are going to be ineligible to play college ball. So doc proposes an arrangement, uh, with uncle Phil. He wants uncle Phil to flex his uncle Phil superpowers that gangster shit that he calls it uh, to make this go away like he did with Will's gun charge. And so Puya 
that's it. That's his big plan. He needs Uncle Phil to do Uncle Phil things so that he can get away with this or at least get get rid of Lorenzo or whatever the case may be. Maybe just to save the players. Who knows? But that's the big play here, and that's the end of our episode, William. And this right here is probably my biggest issue with the episode uh, nine. This whole season, we're thinking, okay, Doc's the big bad What's going to happen with him? We've started getting to a place where we're like, okay, we kind of know where this is going. But to introduce the a new big bad in Lorenzo, who we've not seen going into the finale, either you're going to wrap this whole storyline up in the next 42 minutes, which feels rushed, or we're going to cliffhanger, which is fine if we if this is a mid-season finale. Not if this is... And we'll see you in 2024. Hell I don't want to no. wait that long for this. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. That's bull. Um, they got to wrap this thing up in this episode or I'm going to be pissed because you're right. Who the hell is Lorenzo? And why should we care about him so much that we have to wait until next year to find out about it? Um, maybe they give us a different cliffhanger that doesn't involve him. But just... Yeah, it's just they feel like they're trying to force this into the last two episodes, and they really could have just yada yada this a little bit and brought it in maybe earlier so that we can get a real resolution to this. Because now we have plenty of questions that need to be answered as we start to uh, move closer to the finale of season two. So, some questions that are on my mind, Puya: Is this the end of Jazz and Hillary for good? Does Lisa ever realize that Drew is a whack ass hater? Does Erica make her move next episode? How does Uncle Phil make this whole Doc situation go away? And does Carlton's Coke storyline creep over into next season? Puya, any thoughts? Okay. The Erica thing, I don't think we'll get an answer to this episode, so we should put that aside. Uh, this is not the end for Jazz and Hillary. I refuse to believe it. I don't buy it. They're going to have more. Their dynamic of just like messing with each other is too good for us to not see them back together again. So that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Um, I 100% think that the cliffhanger we're going to end the the season on with is Carlton, drugs, and potentially a law enforcement getting involved and him going down for some Connor-ish. That's my prediction. Obviously, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's kind of how I feel like if you want a strong, oh my God, ending, it's that because then we can all be angry at Connor together, which would be great. I would love that. Uh, as far as this Lorenzo stuff, genuinely, I'm just disappointed because I feel like this is now the C story and not even the A story. If it ends up getting wrapped up in the in the finale, it's kind of like, oh, finally, after three episodes of searching for his son, Jeffrey has gotten Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv to rekindle with him, and they're all good. Twenty minutes later, oh, Jeffrey's son is in the states. Like that was very quick. So I feel like Lorenzo stuff's going to get wrapped up pretty quickly is what I'm going to assume, unless it's going to be a season three storyline, which I'm ready to move on from, quite frankly. Also, we mentioned lacrosse earlier. Weren't Connor and Carlton both on the lacrosse team? Is it just off season for lacrosse? Because clearly the other sports are going on in the school still. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, did are they banned from everything? Because you know, Connor was you know being a a, a racist, uh, you know, and, and well, that and didn't Carlton come was, out till like episode six. Yeah, that no maybe, sports. Look, <laughs> I don't know nothing about lacrosse. It's not my ministry. I don't know when they when they play. Uh, but we ain't seen it. We ain't seen it this season. Carlton has bigger fish to fry. Um, he's definitely worried about his own addictions or vices. I don't know how. Uh, how 
deep in the sauce he is for the Coke, but he definitely is dependent on it right now. Um, and him and Connor are getting into some mess on their own, but there's a lot to unpack. We got a finale coming up in a day, you know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, not to spoil when we recorded this, but yeah, that stuff is coming up tomorrow. So uh, we will try to record that finale episode podcast uh, very quickly. You'll so get, get it before out. the weekend. That's what we're going to try and do here. Okay. That's the goal. That is the goal. Uh, but if we can't do it, uh, you know, life happens. We trying our best. Uh, but <laughs> in the meantime, Puya, tell everybody what you've been working on and what we've been working on. Cause I got, I got to join you on some stuff this time. Yes, sir. So Chappelle and I, this is not the first podcast we did this week. This will not be the last podcast we did this week. Chappelle was my guest this week for 90 Day Fiance. We got to talk all about this latest episode of the the Other Way season. It was a lot of fun. We speculated on a lot of things. We roasted quite a few people, but we had a good ass time like we always do. So definitely check Mm -hmm. that out. And um, you can also find me on social media at Puyism on Twitter twitch.tv slash puya youtube.com slash puyaism as well those are the three places you can find my other content and if you're looking for me on another podcast mass singer is off hiatus that we imposed on it because it was a clip show last week but this week we're back liana and i to talk about it proper style and with bb can wrapping up in a couple weeks i will be done with it but until then you can find me fridays at 3 p.m talking about the latest on the friday drop with taryn Okay. And uh yep, yeah, talking to you about 90 days is always fun. So if y'all haven't, if y'all are 90 day fans and haven't checked out Puya's podcast, what are you waiting for? Go check out the 90 day RHAP up um wherever you get your podcast because it's good content and you get to hear me uh complain about some people who uh really <laughs> make me angry. Um so that was fun. Uh snowfall is over and I'm no longer getting started here on the post show recap because we gotta wait to find something else to talk about on the connect on poster recaps, which is um, the other podcast that I work on with Mari and Latanya. Um, and so we uh, have a void of content right now. And so if you know of another black ass show that you want us to talk about on the connect, let me know, email us at connect at poster And uh, we will try to address those things and hopefully get some more content coming your way. Abbott elementary also has uh, wrapped up season two of Abbott is over. And so Gia and I will be recording our finale recap very soon. And so that should be out um, on your podcast feed uh, probably this weekend at some point. Uh, and then I think next week, Ariel and I are going to be here on Post Show Recaps talking about Grey's Anatomy. And so uh, we'll be doing the month of Grey's uh, for April. That'll be a good time. Trust me on this one. Uh, hearing Ariel and I talk about Grey's is just us laughing the whole time. And so if you want to get into something like that, check us out over there. Um, and then um, nothing for Netflix. Last week, I was not there. Rob talked to uh, Jason Reed and Ryan Popola about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, that reunion thing special that they had on on Netflix, and I missed it, sadly. And then this week, no Nothing But Netflix. We're taking a break. And so uh, subscribe to Nothing But Netflix, and we will be back after a brief hiatus uh, and then uh, bring you more Netflix content coming soon. Uh, But that's a wrap 
on our recap of Bel Air for this episode. It's been a wild ride following the ups and downs of the Banks family as they navigate the darker, messier side of life in this luxurious Los Angeles neighborhood. And so as we gear up for the highly anticipated season two finale, we can't wait to see what twists and turns are in store for us. Join us next week as we break down what should be the season's biggest moments and speculate about what's to come in the future. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you all next time. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.